You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Everybody loves a lover. We had 125 episodes. Will and Grace is over 200 episodes and counting. And so it stands to reason when you're doing a new story yeah. week after week. So then fans will be like, you remember the one? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> sure I not. rode a horse? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're already talking about Parks and Recreation right here on our new installment of the universally acclaimed number one <laughs> podcast in bed with Nick and Megan. Number one. Starring the great Nick Offerman. What's up? Featuring <laughs> Megan Mullally. But this, tonight, today, this morning, we bring you the beloved Retta. I'll take it. Marietta Sirleaf. Yes. Marietta Sirleaf. <laughs> One of the few people that calls me my full name. I love people's names and I love, uh, I, I get it from my family, like, especially when you're working together you know, if there's 50 people creating something together, I, it's, it's often impossible to get everyone's name because mm -hmm. sometimes you're only there for a few days. But I do my best to shake hands and say, hi, th thank you for recording the sound. Or, right. You know, thank you. Like, especially the people that are like fetching you a coffee. It's good human nature to say, what's your name? Right. Thank you so much for right. pampering me. And when, and so when I met you and I said Retta is that short for something and you and you told me your full name Marietta Sirleaf, what a beautiful name and I just you know I I find that very charismatic. She's a beautiful woman. I did, I said to her um, a minute ago when we met downstairs, we encountered one another, and I said, oh "My God, you always look so great." You turn it, it out, as mad. they say. <laughs> I mean. I, I mean, I really do appreciate that. I do make a concerted effort to try to look presentable, <laughs> particularly because people always want to take my picture. Right. You know, they always want to boast and brag that they hung out with. And I, like Sam Jackson, I tend to put on the post, nah, we just met, it was just a selfie. <laughs> we were hanging. But um, my mother is, I always say she's a diva. She's not a diva, She, but she, it's very committed to looking her best mm -hmm. when she's out. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't necessarily have to be done up when she's home, but, and I always think about, like, when I walk out the door, what my mother's gonna be like, really? Really? That's how you're gonna go out the door? My mother <laughs> would have had the exact same reaction, but for some reason it didn't, I didn't make <laughs> enough of an impact on me that I cared, so. Well, yeah, when I was younger, I don't think I really did. 
Um, but now that I'm older, again, my picture gets taken way more now. Mm -hmm. And I will look at some pictures and be like, mm, you could have done better than that. <laughs> um, but that's why I asked. I said, is this on camera? Because I was like, am I going to have to put on makeup? Right. Like, I literally, yeah. like, I'm like, I got to schedule that time in um, if it's going to be on camera or whatever. And I now We're enjoy. take a selfie at the end, yes. full disclosure. Right. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, um, I don't mind not being all done up, but I also, I just, I always want to look well kept at the very least. Well, you know I just I mean? want to set the scene because, you know, this is not on camera and your hair looks great. You got cute glasses on, <laughs> you got great teeth. Let's, let's, let's admit that. Yeah. I get that out. Up front. Well, but hair. you're wearing a beautiful red summer dress and I also, this was the thing that really sent me into a frenzy. You're wearing socks that have <laughs> Levi's written on them in the same red. color of red as the dress. I am a bit of a color blocker. I yeah. tend to, <laughs> I tend to, but I, I'm not a hoarder. My mother hoards clothing and shoes and scarves and things like that. But I do like to have an array of colors because I really do put myself together like it's a granimal thing. I just red, red, red. Like, you know what I mean? It is I'll, easier. I'll do, yeah, it makes mm -hmm. it so much easier. Are you, having made that bold claim about hoarding, uh, I consumed your excellent book. Uh, yeah. And uh, do you still have a thing for handbags? Is that still going? Yes, I yeah. do. But I you don't. You have a great purse today. Thank you. I, and I haven't used that one in a long time. Like bring it I, into the rotation. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm like, if you're going to pay money for all of these items, you need to make use of them. So yeah. I now because I have the new house, I have a new closet and it allows me to display things so I can see them. And so it makes getting dressed easier. Um, and two, it reminds me, oh, that's right. You have that purse that you spent that much money on on your trip to New York for your birthday. So please use it. So you started as a stand-up, mm -hmm. and are you still doing stand-up? Not really. Not I mean, I got into stand-up, like the goal was to get my own sitcom. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, there was the Roseanne and Tim Allen and all these people that had their own shows, and they started as legit stand-up comedians. And so I thought that was the route I should take if I knew, I knew that was a path that worked, and so that's why I started doing stand-up. Mm -hmm. Not because I had any specific love of being on stage doing stand-up. I like being on stage, but stand-up was never my thing. I made that decision based on wanting to be on TV. That's pretty badass because it, it worked. worked. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, it's, it was a, you know, a roundabout way. Um, I'm now doing dramedy, which I love, mm -hmm. and I like drama a lot, but I didn't know that until I was performing, mm -hmm. you know? That's kind of, um, I mean, that's kind of my goal is to get somebody to cast me in a dramedy at uh -huh. some point because I feel like, you know, all I've done is this right. very, you know, I've played a version of Tammy uh -huh. in everything I've done. <laughs> right. You know? Um, Megan's referring to her role of Tammy, too. Yes. <laughs> on, uh, Parks, and, Parks recreation. and Recreation. A comedy that has been compared to The Office and Community. <laughs> it was often mixed. I was often yes. mixed up with Yvette Nicole Brown from Community when we were doing Parks. Yeah, Everyone would be like, I love Community. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm glad for you. <laughs> That's you great. It. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're on, uh, you're on a show now. Good, good Girls. girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I am remiss. I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. So please tell me uh, what the premise is. It's about three moms who ha are financially strapped. Um, my character is particularly uh, struggling with paying her daughter's uh, doctor's bills. She has a kidney issue. Mae Whitman's character plays, is a mom, is a single mom. And Christina Hendricks is a, a mom who is, when the show starts, the, her marriage is falling apart. Mm -hmm. And she's, and her husband has lost basically all their money. And she's got to figure out how to keep things moving. And so May's character jokingly brings up robbing the grocery store where she works. And when things really fall apart in Christina's marriage, she actually puts together a plan for us to do it. And my character is basically the one that's like, this is insane, what the fuck are you thinking? There's no way, and then of course does it. But I think she's more of the the moral heartbeat. You know, she's the one that always says, this is insane, this is crazy, why are we doing this? We gotta try not to do it, whatever. And oddly enough, my character does the most crying on the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I really get to oh, work the, those dramatic fun. chops on the show. Isn't that yeah. fun though? Yeah, it's great, I love it. I don't have wow. to go to therapy. That's so good. <laughs> well, we have to watch it. Now I really want to. Why haven't we watched it's it? It's fun. It's your fault, Nick. It's my fault. This is all your fault. It's because He of does me. not like female-driven shows. No. And he has banned them from our home. But I'm going to have to Now you've to entered really into the world you. of falsehood. <laughs> I'm going to have to take you to the mat over that one. Uh, okay, so we know what we're watching next. Yeah. We've been watching a documentary on Netflix, Netflix called Dogs. Oh, well, oh, yeah? so all we have to do is we don't have to leave mm -hmm. the cable streaming network no <laughs> perfect so easy um let's get back to clothes and shopping mm -hmm. for a minute though because that's all we really care about <laughs> if we're gonna be honest right anyway let's not talk about art i can yeah. see i see the sparkle things. in your eyes let <laughs> me check my did uh, you see how neatly tapped nick's closet is because mm -hmm. we have to go through nick's closet to get to my closet mm -hmm. that's him he does that yeah he, that's not done by me or anybody else. It's done by Nick Offerman himself. I mean... He's such a good tenant. Yeah, I mean, that's generous, but I... You know, he has to rent from me. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. The terms of my lease uh, <laughs> stipulated that, yes. I that I have to color block so my dress shirts. Keep your things neatly tidy. I am I am generally pretty tidy. Um, I keep my... I try like to that word, P.S. Uh, I'm generally pretty meticulous and neat. <laughs> Wait, you don't like tidy? Not really. really? We also... Uh, it's not even like a weird sounding one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like mucus. It sounds so That's a gross word. persnickety, tidy. Mm. I'm very tidy. Oh, really? <laughs> Do you not like tardy either? No way. Um, I don't like tardy at all. <laughs> I was going to say that, and then I right. thought, oh, that's, that's a little, uh, that's a little too far. Because, uh, yes, I, I, I've worked with someone who uses that word a lot and is very, oh, really? um, very, very invested in people not being, being tardy. tardy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I've covered tidy and tardy. Uh -huh. um, on the Doctor Who series, the time travel uh, chamber is called a TARDIS. TARDIS, yeah. How do you feel about the TARDIS? I'm not sure yet. I'm right away, I didn't like it. I like the name Tandy. Okay. Oh, do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's heading back in the right direction. How about yeah. Mandy? Well, that's, we got to put a T in it, I okay. think. Okay. Tawny? Apparently. Tawdry. I like Tawdry. Tawny. You like Tawny? 
Isn't there a person Tawny? named Tawny? Tawny. Oh, I don't like the name Tawny, but mm-hmm. I don't mind the the descriptive Tawny. Oh. What's the descriptive? What does Tawny mean? Tawny means uh, it's a color, right? Tawny hair. Oh, that meant, does it mean? It's like brown? Shiny or I think it's, lustrous. I think it's like in a lion's mane <laughs> color palette. Uh, oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. So it's like a a beautiful golden brown, I believe. I think that sounds Something good. Something like that. Oh, how, okay. how about the character from Facts of Life, Tootie? No, 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 no. How about when your husband gets a little Tootie? Either way, no toots. No toots. I don't like tooting. Get tooting a toot of cocaine. I'm very not on board with the, the word. Right. Or doing an actual toot of cocaine. Um, Got a pocket full of toot. someone's own horn? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Farts described as toots? No. 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 Wait, what was that? What was that? Um, <laughs> uh, that ad for, oh gosh, it's a commercial. Your son, some, your son blank is online toot. Oh my God, it was like all like fart. <laughs> puns oh, in the commercial really? oh gosh i'm so mad because it was i used to be obsessed with this commercial oh my god i can't remember what it was for i don't even know what the product was but i uh it actually just popped up on my time hop and my friends and i would like cry laughing so hard it was a whole commercial just about just fart jokes what's like, a time hop time hop is um a, an app on my phone that every day it will show you pictures from the previous years that were taken or videos On or posts. Day? Yeah. Oh, and that, so that's how that's, we, that's why I'm always sending, you know, pictures of Yeah, we have an ongoing thread with the Parks cast. Yeah. Uh and Retta from time to time will just proffer <laughs> a time hop thing like here's where here's where you all were five years yeah. ago. And it's some scene that yeah. we were shooting, and we all go, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. I deleted that Parks and Rec thread on your phone. Is that fine? Oh, I didn't think it would that... be meaningful to oh, you. Guys? I didn't think you'd want to look at that down the road. So I just, I was cleaning out your phone, as I do. Gosh, she is so meticulous. <laughs> no hoarding on the phone. Megan is, has such a strong characteristic that I would describe as tidy, but I don't have another word for it. Right. Neat. Neat. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean to come bring it to bring it back around. I'm, organized. There you go. When I moved in with Megan almost 20 years ago, uh, thank you again for, <laughs> for having me. As long as you keep paying the rent. Uh, when she had, she explained to me the sort of Zen mentality of not having clutter and how mm-hmm. it's actually calming and productive yeah. to one's life and spirit. To if if you have. If you accumulate stuff to where you have to like pile it up out of sight, then you have too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I took that to heart. I wanted Megan to allow me into her bed on occasion, mm-hmm. and so I try to keep a decent closet. Did do have you seen the Marie Kondo? The yes. magic of yeah, well, I think that I is watched, called like... tidying up. If Marie Kondo says tidy, I guess it's okay. Mm. Um, you have seen that, yeah. isn't it? So- it's, yeah, it was, I I feel like everyone I know who did watch it, I watched it, I probably started watching it 9 p.m. one night mm-hmm. oh, when it came out. to 4 a.m., yeah. All the stuff out of my drawers, oh. folding up the, t- like, <laughs> I it love was, it. first of all, As part of it, though, it, yeah. gives me, and I'm very, very neat, you know, 
not everything will necessarily be spick and span clean, but it's usually neat and mm-hmm. it's organized because I can't move. Like when I go when I go home to my mother's house, I'm like, she has too many things. Mm-hmm. She likes a clean house, but there's too many things. And you can't keep that much stuff clean. Like you can't, mm-hmm. there's too many crevices and that kind of thing. So I get anxious when I go home, especially because I stay in the guest room. Oh, <laughs> and that's wrong. There's stuff that's, that's piled yeah. up and I'm like, <laughs> but in my home, I'm very organized and I'm, I color block everything. It's very rainbowy in my, I wish mm. I had my phone with me because you'd see like how I tend to do everything colors. It, I, it just makes it easier for me. But when I started watching Marie Kondo, mm. My dresser drawers, they weren't easy to go through. Like they were, they were folded neatly, but they were on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's that? Like you have to go through everything. Whereas the way she puts things in the drawer, you can see them. So I immediately dumped everything out of my drawers mm. and started folding them the way she did and putting them in the way she did. But I get anxious when they do the thing where they pull everything out and put it on the bed. Oh. I'm like, I can't do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. It's mad, I can't do, it's I'll go through and take every- out what we can't keep. That's yeah. fine. But I can't. Everything? Kill me. Yeah, Kill that's me. funny. I did the exact same thing. I did everything, but I mean, I actually did go through all of my clothes. I just couldn't put them all in the bed. Yeah. It was just too Th- That's just too much work. Yeah. It's too messy. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm creating a mess and then you can't get out of it. Well, it's going to take you more than right. a day. Yeah. You have to get in the bed to sleep. Where am I going to so, go sleep? Right. That's not conducive to it. I mean, when health. I say it's going to take you more than a day, I mean, it's going to take Retta and I more than a day. <laughs> right. The average person might not take more than a day. <laughs> No, I feel like it took a lot of people more than a day. Okay, that's yeah. what I. Okay, I didn't want to say that in case I was being gross, but no, I, it seems like it would take a long time. Yeah, I mean, unless you're just some like dude that. Yeah, unless you unless you have twelve garments. Yeah, particularly people who have the amount of clothes that we have. You have a lot of clothes. Yeah, that's that's a that's more than a day's work. Mm-hmm. But I am I do get stuck on things, you know. And I will spend a moment looking at it like, okay. Mm. Because I've had too many instances where I'm like, damn it, I sent, I gave away that gold cardigan. Yes. And I, it would be perfect for this outfit. Yeah. Wait, happened to me. I have a heartbreaker for you. Um, I, <laughs> did, I do closet cleanouts maybe once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And I did one one time that was a giant one. I hadn't done one in a little longer than usual. And mm-hmm. I did a giant one. And I had a lot of jeans that I was getting rid of. And I somehow got rid of my favorite pair of jeans that to this day, I can't think about without panicking. Yeah. I've never been able to really (laughs) replace them. They were like the perfect, kind of tight, kind of baggy, like. I don't really care You've worn that I look so amazing in these (laughs) jeans. It doesn't, I don't care. I never think about it. No, it's when you you think of (laughs) your jeans. Fuck. And you're, the jeans that come to mind, you're like, oh, yeah, those jeans that are like a second skin. Because jeans are so annoying because you can't ever find any that yeah. actually fit you that look good. For a long time, I didn't wear jeans because I hated them. I thought they were gross. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people travel in jeans. Yeah, I didn't wear... I never understood it. And then <laughs> I finally, <laughs> finally found a pair of jeans that looked decent and so then i started it and je- started wearing jeans and i was like oh this is why people wear what jeans. brand are they let's plug them do you know well the um 
Well, no, there's just a bunch of different ones. I was oh, like, it was yeah. probably like Lane Bryant or whatever. But I will say, and I will plug uh, Not Your Daughter's Jeans mm -hmm. because I just got a pair of them at this event in um, New Orleans. And I was like, oh, okay. everybody kept saying, I was like, oh, I'm going to this new Not Your Daughter's Jeans thing. And everybody was like, oh, they have great jeans. They have great jeans. Your, your People butt looks love great that in whole them. Line. Yeah. Yeah. And NYD jeans. And I got some for free and I was like, I'll take it. The only thing is they don't have pockets. The ones oh. I got don't Ouch. have pockets. Mm, that's rough. Yeah. Disqualified. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about but, that. But I look at them. Where do you keep yeah. your tools if there's no pockets? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, it's funny when you're saying, in her mind. especially, <laughs> I don't know how people travel in jeans. Uh, so I will buzz market uh, this company I love called Harden. Did you say you're going to buzz market it? Yeah, that's a podcast oh, no. term. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that I learned from my friend Judge John Hodgman. Uh, Hartford Denim Company, Harden Co. And and their jeans are um, artisanal, like handmade. These guys mm -hmm. bought an old denim factory. And they're the kind of jeans that are meant to be worn for like six months and then you just soak them in a little water. So it's it's, uh, it's a little is more- Is there a, such a thing as jeans that are meant to be worn for six months and yeah, you soak them in water? They, yeah. they are. And so I wear, the, I just wear one pair of jeans all the time. <laughs> and then like, I go maybe three months and then, but they, there's something about them that if you, you know, you don't want to soil them right. uh, from within or without. Oh gosh. But uh, certainly not from within. But that's my thing. I'm I like, just, I sweat. Yeah. That's why I think jeans, I don't know how people travel in them because I can't imagine sitting on a plane for five hours in a pair of jeans. No, they go up your hoo-ha. Yeah, I need, yeah. I, I have to wear a cotton, a loose, or a dress. I just started mm -hmm. like wearing dresses to travel. Um, just because they're easy. Mm -hmm. But gee, I, I look at people getting on a plane in jeans and flip-flops, and I'm like, how? How yeah. are you going to do this five hours? Yeah, I didn't wear jeans for years and years. Yeah, me either. Mm -hmm. I, was, I don't think I ever wore jeans in college. I don't think until like towards my senior year is when I first, I was making my own money, and I was in a store. I was like, let me try on these jeans. I always thought they were just too uncomfortable yeah. And then I found good ones. So I no. have I have a little revelation that you might be surprised about. If I don't know if you ever noticed, but so for we've been together for nineteen years. For nineteen years, Nick. Thanks again, by the way. <laughs> for eighteen and a quarter years, Nick. Uh, every time that even the idea of a sneaker would come his way, he would. No. Yeah. He would scoff in a. What did under. you wear all those years? He wore boots. boots, work boots, all the time. And last year, he was on a show, and they had a they put him in a pair of sneakers, and he came home and he was like, "They gave me these shoes, you know. These shoes. shoes are pretty comfortable. The sneakers are more lightweight. I was like, and, uh... really, are they? <laughs> oh, well, tweet that immediately. I don't think people know yet. I don't Breaking. think anybody has gotten this tip. Life hack, guys. Can I tell you, oh my God. First of all, it makes me think of a park story. Mm. I broke my ankle probably eight, nine years ago. And I already have big feet. So finding shoes are a challenge for me in general. And finding cute shoes are a real challenge. 
and especially with heels. And, but not that I even liked heels that much, but I used to wear heels. And when I broke my ankle, I can't wear anything with any kind of incline, nothing, not even like a, mm. an arch, it, it, but especially with any kind of heel, even like the smallest amount, I feel it in moments. It hurts. So when we were shooting the hunting trip episode, uh, yeah. apart, actually it was Pawnee Rangers was the episode, but it was the one with the hunting trip. Remember our first wardrobe department, I told them, I, I tell everyone, I'm like, I can't wear anything with a heel. Mm-hmm. And I usually tell them the sneakers to buy, and I usually wear a Dorsey flat. It's I, they're more comfortable, whatever. But for the hunting trip, they gave me boots, and I had so much anxiety knowing that I was going to have to wear these boots. Mm. And I could, I was, but at the time, I was new. This is my first yeah. regular thing. I didn't know I could be you like, absolutely say. not. I'm not wearing these shoes. I can't. They're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I just wore the boots, and oh. it was the most uncomfortable. And then mm. when we shoot the scene where Kyle, the, the guy who's coming to fix the car window after it was shot. Right, your Mercedes. I'm supposed to run outside. Now I got to run in <gasps> shoes that I can't wear. And, oh, no. and between the cabin and the Mercedes was yeah, a long was, row was, of stone and there was steps. steps and stone. Oh. And Greg <laughs> Daniels was directing and Greg takes a billion takes. Oh. So, and I was so scared. At that point, I was still a little bit like nervous around Greg because I, I really <laughs> felt like he thought I was an idiot. I don't know what it was. I met him at the audition. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, Mike was in there and um, Greg was in there. I can't remember who else was in the room, but I just, I had this thing with, I guess because I knew the office and I knew that was a big deal. Right. He was, he created that and I was so, so anxious about these boots and having to do take after take of me running out when one, I don't run in general, <laughs> but yeah, certainly I don't does. run for do camera. I, I know what he does. In boots. Right. Down these steps in the crowd. And I had to break down and say, Greg, I, I don't know. I can maybe do this two times. And then after that, I don't know how much I can do it. And I remember him saying, He's like, oh, we'll just do it a few times and then we'll actually cut. And I I just remember having the biggest relief Ugh. when he said that, because I was like, dear God. Because <laughs> there was like a whole thing with our wardrobe in that episode. And well, he, him yes. not being happy. Yeah. Oh my God. So Greg, I assume you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Just maybe think about doing a few less takes. <laughs> I mean, we definitely love your work and working mm. with you. But, you know. <laughs> what about when you work on shows where they dress you really cute? Do you ever um, ask if you can have your wardrobe or just take it by accident? Not not on, or... not if I'm a guest on anything, unless it's like a commercial where chances are they'll give it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, not even, not even a commercial, because I don't even do, I've only done like two commercials in my life, but like, like little things. I did like a promo thing for a movie once, a movie I wasn't in. And so they gave me all the stuff that they bought. But when I did Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, we had a lot of cute clothes. So they would let us buy it back. Mm-hmm. Like, That's you'd wanna, yeah, you want to yeah. steal it. A lot of people steal their stuff. Let... I can't do that. Yeah, because just, only because, I mean, time doesn't pay. they know I wore it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not right. like, it's not like there's a ton of people on set my size yeah. who want my shit. Right. <laughs> so if it's gone, chances are this bitch took it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I can't, yeah. 
and I won't steal my clothes. I have another question, and I was mortified when I learned um, how many people don't do this, but when you have done, a, a, you know, worn a costume and it's the end of the day, do you hang it yes. up again? <gasps> you know, we're in the minority because- I, That's what I heard. Well, I remember hearing people throw their clothes on the floor. And sometimes people, you know, wardrobe people have told me that they found clothes like wadded up behind the couch or it you is know, in the sink. The first Untimed. time I heard that, it was a, a specific person that someone said this. And I was like, and they said, it's as if they walked in and were just taking clothes off. And as they fell, yeah. they just left it where it was, put on their clothes and walked out. From and I was like, heard, you can say who it from was. From what I've heard, it's the vast majority of actors do that. Really? And that to me, that is one of God the most shocking it. facts that I've heard. I mean, about I think because. And there are many. I know how I want my clothes treated, even though they're not my clothes. This is my wardrobe. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't yeah. want somebody else throwing my shit on the floor. Why would I throw but it on the floor? But why would you do that for the I don't poor understand person it. I who has to come in and I like... hang everything, I put everything back. Yeah. I, and I'm also like, I mean, it's also like, it's a personality, like when you're at a restaurant, I tend to like pile everything up and help the waiter so it's easier so they're not mm -hmm. having to pile things up or like kill themselves to, I don't know, like you clean off the, t it's like somebody's gonna clean off the table, right? relax. Mm -hmm. But it's like one of those things, I, let me just clean off my little sections that doesn't think I'm a mess, I clean, you know? <laughs> I clean up hotel rooms before the housekeeping comes that. in. My mother does that. And also, uh, depending on the job and like how long I've been in a costume that day, I will wash out my pantyhose in the sink <laughs> and leave them hanging to dry. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't really wear pantyhose, pantyhose, so I don't, I don't yeah, ever have to okay. do that. A, you can bring those pantyhose home to me. Oh. <laughs> B, the first movie I ever, like the, in Chicago, I, I got this little part in a Keanu Reeves movie that got cut out of the movie, but it was a huge deal. I got my SAG card and I had a trailer uh -huh. and I, I go to work and I'm in the theater. I come from the theater and, and so... In the theater, there's no budget, so there's no, you know, generally there's no like divas or stars. Everyone right. is working together, right. like. Yeah. And and so I go to my trailer, and the wardrobe assistant came in and gave me my stuff, and I said thank you so much. And I just by saying please and thank you, before anything even started, I thought she was going to start crying. She was like, oh my God, thank you for talking to me like that. <laughs> and I really? said, and I was like 24, 25. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, usually we're, you know, people don't talk to us. We're not supposed to like make eye contact with the actors or whatever. And by the end of the day, when I hung my stuff back up, she was like, everyone is in love with you. Like everyone knows about you. And I said, let's just pause for a second here. All I did was literally treat you like a human right. being with decency oh. and respect literally the tools right. of... Like if we're if we were making a painting together, I'm just respecting the paintbrush and right. the paints or the clothes that you've chosen for right. me. So here's a quick PSA for actors and citizens of the world in general. <laughs> look, look, no one is beneath you. Everyone is working together to make the movie or to make well, our lives like if together. You, if you're shopping in a store and mm -hmm. you're trying on clothes in a store, hang them back up. Don't just leave them. Yeah, somebody makes me crazy because because one, I don't want to walk in and see this mess. Yeah. And granted, you know, they have people that are supposed to be 
picking up stuff and putting away stuff. I, like I'm, I'm the person that's when I'm shopping, I put fix the shirts that are hanging Me weird too. on the hanger. <laughs> but just because I don't want it to, it's like clutter in my mind. Yes. I need to clean it up, or else I'm going to be stressed out all day. Yeah. But I, I was thrown. And <laughs> when I first heard about, you know, people not hanging up their clothes, and when I heard about it. It made me even more anxious about like making my stuff neat. Totally. Yes. Oh God, I was like a crazy person. And on, on the on on Good Girls, um, my customer, I remember coming in one day and being like, "You're like oddly neat." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, Take "I, just, I really <laughs> want you to not think that I'm a monster." That's basically <laughs> what it is. I, I, you know, because I can leave something messy in my home, but when I'm at work, I try to make it neater just so you yeah. don't think my house is a nightmare in <laughs> every way and if you have a trailer like be aware people literally aren't aware that a transpo employee is going to come in every night mm -hmm. and clean your home that is mm -hmm. your trailer and so take into consideration how you leave your bathroom mm -hmm. how you leave your fridge you know somebody's coming in every night mm -hmm. and cleaning can i tell you this yeah. is going to be more than you need to know Oh, I love that. But, Welcome to right. our bed. <laughs> Excited. When I use the bathroom in my trailer, I put in tissue first mm -hmm. <laughs> so that there's no cleaning to be done. Right. Oh, yeah. Because it makes me sure for, mm -hmm. to know that somebody else is coming in there. Yeah. You know, it's not me cleaning this place. Oh, God, that's the worst. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Nick... Uh, We've decided that the definition of a sociopath is the person who hangs the toilet paper the wrong way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Where it goes do down by the wall instead of coming yes. out into the air. Right. Anybody listening to this who hangs the toilet paper where the paper is coming <laughs> down closest to the wall, please see a therapist now, immediately. Yes, with one caveat, which is uh, it is de a defensible position if you have cats in your home Cats love People with to, animals don't like, yeah. Well, cats oh, cats right. love to yeah. roll the roll off because mm -hmm. it's fun and it is super and, fun. And I think also in some instances, it might be a cultural thing where you're raised with the toilet mm -hmm. paper on the sociopathic side. <laughs> it didn't start bothering me until I was older. I don't think when I was younger, I didn't notice a lot yeah. of stuff like that. And when I was older, also, you can't I mean, when I was younger, like what do you do? Like, do you have a, a long ritual before bed? Because mine has gotten, it's, I'm, I'm trying to trim it down now, but mine has gotten. I don't gotten, really have one. Okay. Do you, do you wear earplugs or anything like that? Uh, do you have a lot I, of when I travel, on? I do, but uh -huh. I, here, I do, I guess I do now have a ritual. Um, I take, I take my vitamins before bed. Mm -hmm. I, um, Set my TV. I watch TV in bed. It's very, that's mm -hmm. how I go to, you know, TV yeah. was my life growing up. So yeah, people are like, why do you have a TV in your bedroom? I'm like, mm -hmm. it, it's my roommate. I don't have anybody else to talk to before I go to bed. So it's <laughs> me and the TV. Um, it's me and Wolf Blitzer. And I, I turn Tuck, on. Tucking in for some Z's. I set the, uh, the sleep timer. I usually go to sleep to a comedy. Something light that I want to go to bed happy. Mm. And then when I start, when I feel myself falling asleep, if I can catch myself falling asleep, then I'll turn off the TV and I turn on ocean sounds on my um, Google oh, machine. Oh, I need huh. to get that. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. So what do you mean you set your sleep timer? So the TV, sometimes 
If I know I'm tired, I'll put on a Parks, I'll put on a Will and Grace, I'll put on a... I was doing, I did Will and Grace so many times I had to stop. So then I switched to Cougar Town. (laughs) 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 Then I switched to Cougar Town and now I'm in Parks, but I always put on a comedy and I set the timer on the TV to turn off on its own. So if I know I'm a little bit tired, I'll set it for 30. If I'm not as tired, I'll set it for an hour. Mm. But if I know I'm falling asleep, like I, I see my, feel myself falling asleep enough to turn off the TV, then I say, hey Google, play ocean sounds. And then I hear the ocean and go to sleep. I wanted to ask Retta to talk about your aunt. Your heroic aunt. My aunt, um, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, who I've never met. Oh. Yeah, she, my dad knows her. Um, She was married to his cousin. Okay. But any, like anyone older family-wise is considered an aunt. Um, And uh, she was the first president of Liberia. First, not president, female president of Liberia. And I remember when she was running, I would get calls from people because of, because of her last name and they'd be like, is this your aunt running for president? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And I remember calling my mother and my mother was like, I was like, do you know who Ellen Johnson She's like, oh yeah, Ellen. My mom was like, yeah, 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 she's run before. Like my mother was like, she's run before, but then she actually won, you know, this yeah. particular time she actually won. Um, and my dad, there's pictures of my dad at the inauguration. He went back for the inauguration. But my brothers and I have When never was met that? Her. How long ago was that? About 12 years ago. Isn't it exciting and cool how so many more women are getting elected to public office? I mean, it just blows. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, I'm still at the point where it's slightly mind-blowing just because of what we've been used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... We're so headed in the right direction. Women and people of color and, you know, LGBTQ. Not old white guys. Not like old white guys. Okay. All the yeah. others. For me, Come like, back. you know, it was very exciting that she, you know, she won and was the first female president. But then she was on Oprah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> when she was on Oprah, I was like, yeah. She, I mean, she won the Nobel Peace Prize. But when she was on Oprah, I was like, mom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she made it. She was on with, um, <laughs> oof, I can't remember. this. I think the, the Princess of Jordan, the two of them were on the same episode. And I was like. Now you know you made it. <laughs> that is, but that is a truism of our age. No matter what your achievement, yeah. if you get on Oprah, you right. have you've topped your achievement. I mean, and part of it was because she had won the Nobel Peace Prize, yeah. <laughs> and you know, she she um, was was the president of a country. But when she was on Oprah, I was like, oh snap! I have a heartbreaking story involving Oprah. Would you like Uh-oh. to hear it? Let's have it. Um, when I was doing Well and Grace the first time around. Oprah asked me to come on the show and go on a bus with her to surprise a guy, a young gay guy who was a huge fan of Will and Grace, but maybe also more specifically of Karen, Mm -hmm. the character. And um, I was so excited to do that. Can you imagine? I mean, it's so cool to surprise the guy, but to ride on a bus for two hours with Oprah, I was like... Yes, and they wouldn't let me. Well, and Grace wouldn't let me do oh, it. Oh, that's so hard. Really? They wouldn't let me out. To you should have quit that shit 
right then. I know. I should have. Oh. We live in love. Ah, and they couldn't like reschedule it like with, during your hiatus or whatever. Uh-huh. No, because they had it set up. Cause it, right. so it was you know not in the studio. It was all right. like, set up with the guy and his family and whatever. Oh boy. Yeah. That so, is crazy. That's something that um, I think at that time Will and Grace thought that they were sitting so pretty that they didn't need that kind of right. press. press. And also because it was just me, they were like, "No, you can't do that." Right. It you, means you're going to miss one day of rehearsal. You know. That's something that better. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all fine. I still like all those people. It's great. I'm going to uh, I'm going to give some props uh, a shout out to our producer of Parks and Rec, whose name is Morgan Sackett, mm, who's a nice. heroic man, uh, and he also... Uh, he would have let me go. He would have. Well, he that's what I'm driving us. towards. He also produced Veep and The Good Place, mm-hmm. and he, he's incredible. And something I'd, I wasn't really familiar with uh, this part of showbiz, but when we started making our show, Rashida Jones, mm-hmm. who is, you know, the daughter of Quincy Jones... Hollywood royalty her whole life um she would you know she would miss three days or miss a week and I'd say hey what's going on and he he would say oh well Rashida had to attend the wedding of the prince of some (laughs) Middle Eastern country um and then she has to go to Australia with Elton John for Mm -hmm. a photo op or something and and uh what I learned and this is sort of a, a word to the wise I think to the, like the people who didn't let you go on Oprah's bus ride, is they said, you know, it all helps the show. Right. If we can at all possible let you, you know, have these exciting moments in your life and further enrich yourself, it all reflects back on upping the, right. you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. But even something, were. I mean, that particularly... I know. Yeah. First of all, having Oprah say the and words, Will Oprah. and Grace, Will and Grace, Will and Grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then having someone who is obsessed with Will and Grace. You know they're going to show a Oprah clip. saying how lovely it is that this man loves Will and Grace. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to me, that's easy money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. It was bad. <laughs> and then they had me um, get on the phone and say something to him, and it wasn't really very good. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much basically cut all of that out. Right. It wasn't the same as being there in person. No. Got to get you some Morgan Sackett. I'm saying. If you don't respect Oprah, who do you respect? Yeah. You might want to check your priorities, because they're <laughs> whack. <laughs> wickety, wickety, whack. <laughs> what, uh, what television shows do you love to watch? Because I was obsessed with television growing up, too. It was my whole oh. world. Well, when I was, you mean when I was younger? No, now. Oh. So I'm, I'm assuming you still, I mean, yeah. you're watching television as you fall asleep. Yes. I, uh, it's so weird because now when you binge, you're not watching it regularly. So yes. I have to think about. You kind of forget yeah. more. Yeah. Oh. Un- unless I'm in it. Right now, um, I'm watching. I'm watching Euphoria. Mm-hmm. However, it is a lot. It is. It is a lot. Like it's... I, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with a lot of it, and it. it I, I feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. I almost am like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, we watch. We watch maybe four of them, and I, I happen to know from social media that the next episode that we haven't seen yet 
involves a lot of photographs of penises. Oh, well, why haven't we watched it? So whenever you're ready. I got I'm ready. It. I have so, it have right Having now. watched the show, I've, I've seen more sh penises on that show than I've seen up close in real life in my whole <laughs> life. I was like, good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> like, there's a reason they don't put dicks on TV. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I think, and I'm loving Zendaya, and I think she's really, really good in it. She is. So I'm liking performances, but I, I, I am 100% uneasy when I watch it. Um, it reminds me of. Do you, did you ever see that movie years ago? This weird indie movie called Kids. Really yes, that's what people that. are talking about. Probably yeah, I saw it. Oh, really? I saw it. Yeah, people were saying it's like a modern day Kids. Oh, okay. But yeah, I didn't, and I didn't watch that until way after it was out, like mm -hmm. after all the hype had been going on about, was, was Rosario Dawson in that? Mm. I can't remember, it was Harmony Corinne was the filmmaker. For some reason, Rosario I was think. in my head. Um, yeah, that was another one, uneasy. But um, I liked Shrill with yeah, Aidy Bryant. So good. I liked Shrill a lot. Did you watch Pen15? Uh, yeah, I haven't finished it, but I yeah. am watching it. That's really, yeah. But that also makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable in that all the kids are kids. Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when they're yeah. thinking about making out with these boys, I'm like, ah, that's what makes <laughs> me uncomfortable. Yeah, these little kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't think of what else I'm watching. Shrill is a great show. Shrill was really great. Yeah, A.D. Bryant. They're shooting the next season right now. Yeah. Um, I was watching Handmaids, but oh, the first episode of the we second season, I stopped. I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. What it was the just, first episode? Of the second season? Yeah. was when um, they had them all on that thing as if they were going to... They were going to put the nooses on them and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. That's that's more than I can handle. Well, we're it's you know, TV supposed to be an escape from reality, yeah. and reality has become way too handmaids. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's a great show, and the people there's great actors on yeah, the show. Good. It's just very dark, and if you're even remotely depressed or right. not having a good day, <laughs> right. please avoid at all costs. But otherwise, watch it if you're yeah. it's not enjoyable. on top of the world. And I'm at the point in my life that I just, if I'm going to let anything in, it's going to have it's some just, element of joy to it's it. It's shot. It's also just shot really dark. Like, they're barely ever outside when the sun is out. Right. They're inside, and all the rooms are super dark, mm -hmm. and everything is just so it's all closing in around you. And I have to say, I mean, Elizabeth Moss, is, she's an extraordinary mm, actress. She's so like I a don't superhero. even understand how... She can you do, do it. that show. She was an entire episode. You know, they really draw things out. I don't know if that's because they're trying to like wait to like activate certain plot devices because they they're trying to stretch it out. I don't mm. really. I have no idea. I mean, let me just say again, it's a great show because it is. <laughs> but I mean, I think watching um, more episodes recently, we were really struck by the fact that, for example, there's an entire episode where she's giving birth. And she's in hard labor for the whole episode. She doesn't actually have the baby till the very, very end of the episode. So that means that there are <laughs> at least eight solid days. Right, and it's pretty much only her. That. She's alone having 
in labor alone and giving birth to a baby all by herself. So it's only her. Eesh. She doesn't have anybody else to like, well, let's let's turn the camera around and get, you know, right. so-and-so's blinds. Right. No, it's all her. For eight days, screaming and grunting and pushing yeah. and crying. I mean, she's, the amount of time, not only in that episode, but in any other episode that she spends in hysterical tears mm-hmm. or just the silent <laughs> lonely <laughs> yeah. tear or, running or down the rage cheek. tears yeah rage like tears i don't know how she does it. Oh, in, I mean, in just, comparison on our show we're always scared oh so like there's a that's hard that's so and hard we, i have consternation headaches from work because we've spent the day fearful this gang member is going to kill us and so you're just like you're like hyper you just spent the whole day oh. like and There's I'm like, a lot oh. of being scared on Handmaid's Tale too. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it's that's exhausting. I get really bad headaches from but it. How about the breathing? Because you're kind of like, yeah, even oh when God. you're crying. You know, if you're yeah. doing a scene where you're crying, a lot of times, depending on how you make yourself cry, will you know, it'll be because you've had to breathe a certain way or do whatever to you know get your mind in that place, and I, and for me, the crying isn't as bad as the being scared all the time no it's not yeah it is kind of cathartic yeah i've i've had to do that a couple of times and i I sort of loved it yeah (laughs) but if you had to do it every day for a million days that would be hard yeah yeah um i did an episode of 24 and i was in a bathroom in a home terrified that Kiefer Sutherland was going to find me. Yeah. (laughs) didn't he eventually well of course he always does he was the protagonist uh and I almost ha- had to be taken away on a stretcher at the end. Like, I, Really? Yeah. Th- well, then he finds me and chases me through the house. Oh. And I had to leap across a dining room table, wh- which is my dream. I was like, that's all I ever wanted to do. I was like, yes, chase me. But you're so tired from... Let me jump over stuff. Hard. I was so exhausted that I ended up pulling a hamstring uh. and shut the whole thing down. I was like, oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm so scared. <laughs> Please don't let him get me. <laughs> oh, God. It is, it is Fleabag. Oh, Fleabag's oh, so, good. so good. That's the meal right there. Yeah, so good. Season two. It Barry. Is, Barry's great. Barry. Did you watch Succession? Because yes, the, oh, that was really the good. Season two is... It's coming. Yeah. It, has, it hasn't started yet, right? No, it's about yeah. to. It'll probably... Once this oh. airs, it'll probably be out. So right. season two... So, yeah, we'll just leave season two out. Entirely. <laughs> Succession is such a great show, though. Yeah. And the Everything about it is kind of perfect. That, But that that gives me good anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yes. Succession. Because they're no good guys. Yeah. <laughs> but they're <laughs> all kind of deliciously yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it Killing is weird, Eve. Though. Killing Eve is great. Yes. It is weird as a, um, you know, as an actor, like all the weird different things that we're called upon to do. Mm-hmm. Like, things that you would never think like i've had a scene with a monkey i've had a scene with you know you just don't think like yeah. will i ever be riding a jet ski uh, riding on the back of a jet ski with a character named rosario <laughs> well yes in fact i will yeah. you know i mean it's just so weird like from one day to the next you never know what your weird thing you're going to be right. handed that's yeah. really funny yeah. that's kind of one of the best things about being an actor i think is getting to kind of faux experience all these different absolutely yeah it's really fun and when we i I shoot a series i'm very fortunate uh for five years now 
I've been doing commercials for Lagavulin Scotch, which came out of a relationship with that scotch in Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. And two of our Parks producers, the uh, aforementioned Morgan and then Dean Holland, mm -hmm. make these with me. And that's completely what we bank on is, is we fly to Scotland mm -hmm. and we have a camera and they look around and they're like, here's a rushing uh, freezing cold river. Yeah. Nick, will you, uh, are you cool to walk across that? And they know that- You've always wanted to uh, That I'm exactly like, that. hell yeah, yeah, let's do it real slow. <laughs> so they, they literally, that's our product is that they can get me to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yeah. Nick would do all of his own stunts if they would let him. Yeah. And I've, he's done a lot of stuff and then told me after the fact. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and one time he did, okay, now we're going to, now I'm going to be mad at Sandra Bullock just for a second. Because he did. You can't be well, mad well, at Sandra for more than a second. I know. It's, it's impossible. Um, what's. Miss what Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous. Armed mm -hmm. and Fabulous. Okay. <laughs> so he he was the bad guy in that movie, and at the end of the de the, the denouement of that movie, there's a fight a fight sequence with mm. Nick and another actor, and Sandra 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 Bullock is fighting these two guys along with um, Regina King. Regina King, yeah, mm -hmm. is pounding a, a a dude twice my size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Sandra Bullock. Oops. Kicked Nick in the stomach with a oh, pointed, no. pointy toe boot, and he came. I he wasn't going to tell me, of course, but I happened to see him naked. I won't tell you <laughs> it just when. Just so happened. Yeah, I just happened to see him naked, and he had a giant bruise uh -huh. on his abdomen, uh -huh. the size of it's like a four inch in diameter bruise. And I was like, what? Is happening? Are you dying? He was like, "Oh no, she, you know, the fight scene." And Just a fight Sandy scene. Sandy accidentally kicked me in the stomach. I was like, "Well, did you?" see a doctor he's like no i'm fine i'm like oh this just you just braised a few organs but other than that oh. everything's good yeah i'm like i'm it. the tom cruises of the world who live for all of that mm. i'm like god bless i don't need you to do that you don't do it for me no, tom don't. don't do it for me yeah i mean i know that he loves that sort of thing yeah i mean i don't even do i mean i have the bad knees and the bad ankles so i can't I don't even do the running in my show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm no. running in the shopping. When you said running, I was like, who runs? Yes. Why are we running? Not running. I also don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of extreme sports. I'm not, you right. know, I don't want to jump off a skyscraper or no. out of a helicopter. Um, but I'm, that was specifically, I was so thrilled because uh, going through theater school, I hadn't yet learned to be decent at acting, mm -hmm. but I was very athletic, so I was really good at s stage combat. Mm. Then when you move to L.A., no one wants a like theatrical stage, stage combat. Even, what combat? Even if they do like a Three Musketeers <laughs> movie, they're like... I couldn't give a flying fuck about theater. Yeah. And so I finally got a job where they were like, here, we've choreographed <laughs> like this mine. whole big fight scene across a Vegas casino floor. And and this and they have stunt doubles show it to me. Right. And they say, now, which of how much of this do you think you could do or what do you right. want to do? 
And I was like, uh, let me take a swing at it. And I just did the whole thing and they all, their jaws dropped. And I was like, finally, this is something I've been waiting <laughs> to do me, this. They get me. And so, <laughs> you know, I was, to take, and this is, uh, I, I was much younger. Now I would, now I know better. Like if, if I'm going to take a kick to the abdomen, I'll have padding, like uh -huh. I'll protect myself. I was still young and stupid enough to be like, yeah, beat the shit right. out of me. I've been waiting for this <laughs> for people, 10 years. People who do the, um, like, even like just a slap scene, they're like, just hit me. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need somebody to make that slap sound. <laughs> I need to know exactly when you're coming yes. so I can turn my head. I am not interested in making this real for you. No. <laughs> That's a good way to lose. Your or part of your hearing is to let somebody slap you, an actor mm. who thinks they know what they're doing, slap you. And on that note, on slapping, <laughs> which is such a beautiful sentiment. Before we wrap it up, I just wanted to say, because um, we didn't get into really much anecdotal Parks and Rec stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. But I always loved it. you, your specific role. Uh, I And it's it wasn't even you and Jim O'Hare because he was always busy getting shat on and like <laughs> getting coffee dumped on his head. But you were so comforting because I always loved, you were always observing, mm -hmm. which was probably good and bad mm -hmm. in, in some ways. But you were such a comfort uh, because there was always this family member, whatever bullshit we're getting up to, your Donna is always sitting there. Uh -huh. And I loved having you to look over and check in with where we were like, because <laughs> usually we weren't the ones, you know, when you have Pratt and Aziz uh -huh. and Aubrey, the, they're the ones being ridiculous. Getting into the... The foolishness. And yeah. and so we had so much uh, silent communication yeah. <laughs> that I'm really grateful for. Yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, I feel like I often play the character who's always like, really? <laughs> That's what we're doing? Yeah, the anchor. And a classic moment of that specifically was the, the um, mural episode where... and. Tom is all about, he's like, but look at these shapes. And I just remember having that like real reaction of, what is so great about the shapes? Like losing my shit, but like, Tom, come on with the shapes. And that was like pretty much Donna. Everything was just like, why, what are you doing it? Why is it so aggressive or whatever? I think um, you guys need to talk about Parks and Rec for a few minutes because that that's what the people, what the people love to, to know about. I have a, a lot of questions. So w what are some of your favorite moments or th things that happened? Um, any, you know, crazy shit that went down or just pranks? I know Pratt had a lot of pranks. Well. Or just, you know, like the memorable, the things that spring to mind when you think about all those seven seasons. You know, there's lots of hijinks. Uh, but specifically, I would ask you, Retta, um, what was it like? It was a very specific arc that you, you had across the seasons where I feel like when you guys got hired, you, you, you didn't know, you know, you weren't quite cast regular mm -hmm. status, you know, no. you, you and Jim. 
it was like the... It was a co-star first season, guest star second season, came a regular third. Yeah, so how was that journey to, you know, from like a featured player to becoming one of the family, as it were? It was great because, well, when they were first casting and asked me to do it, the pitch was, it'll be like The Office where... You know, you won't have much at first, but eventually you'll probably become a regular, that kind of thing. And I remember my manager being like, he's like, I mean, it's like glorified extra. And I go, well, I'm not doing anything. It's not like I'm so busy that I can't go sit on this set. <laughs> it's great television And be show. background. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we didn't know what it was going to be or whatever, but I was like, you know, I'll go. I'll just, I'll be able to basically learn. It's like, you know, trial by fire. I'll just be on set and I'll learn. Like I... I learned 10-1 mm-hmm. on, you know, like a little thing. Like and when somebody has to go 10-1, that means they have to pee. Yeah. And um, just all the, all the little set things. I learned all that. I will say it was, whether it was good or bad, when I left parks, going to other sets, I saw what people were doing wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and, spoiled. and then also, you know, just dynamics between actors like I felt like we were all it wasn't until I will say it wasn't until like probably like third season where I really felt like a part of the show Mm -hmm. because I didn't do all the episodes in the first two seasons right I would get really upset when I wasn't in an episode Mm -hmm. I'd be like guess I'm home this week you know Mm -hmm. even though I was touring like I had to cancel a lot of gigs because of the the show and and I, that, I was making good money then. And then when I was touring, I'd been doing it for a while. And I was like, but, but I remember telling my, um, my manager, um, you can only book me on the weekends because I don't want to have to miss right. anything. And I also don't want to get booked and have to cancel shows. I don't want to be that yeah. to people. But it was kind of, uh, you know, at first I was, because I wasn't with the original group. Did you guys do Upfronts? I don't or like TCAs. I remember I never did TCAs. I never did any of that stuff. I feel like early on, um, we kind of got a free pass because we uh, were born of the office. You know, we were created Mm -hmm. by Greg Daniels and Mike Schur off the office. And so you came on the air. You only had six episodes. Right. Right. It was a weird six episode pilot. Like, Mm -hmm. and so we we sort of were outside of the normal metabolism. Mm of network but i yeah i felt like you guys knew each other so i was like i'm just gonna be here and and see what happens that is one of the great casts of all time um and i mean on screen and off i can't vouch for a lot of casts, but i can say that the camaraderie camaraderie with that entire cast i mean there was never any drama uh nobody ever got you know pushed aside or disrespected um it was always a very equal opportunity friend friendliness yeah and it was very i mean you know that people always say it's like it starts with who's at the top of your call sheet right um and having amy amy was very she was like mother hen but not in a weird mother hen way you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but if something went down that wasn't going to be kosher for everybody she was like, just so you know, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, when we, I remember we were shooting a promo, that big promo, I think it was for the Super Bowl. 
right. where we were, they were putting all the shows, all the NBC shows, and they were doing this big thing. And the way the guy had us lined up, you couldn't see me or Jim. Right. And I remember being like, can you see us? He's like, no, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> like, what do you mean, no, but it's uh, fine? And him, he's like, no, so like, mad. why are we shoot? Why, why are they shooting this if they're not in it? It's right. ridiculous. So let's figure it out so that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, she was really good. There, yeah. There was another time that some uh, some union reps. There was a specific vote coming up, and some union reps were on set. Mm-hmm. We were on location, and they were trying to lobby us to sort of you know get us to to back this motion. Uh-huh. But we're literally all in the middle of trying to like create a scene, and mm-hmm. and Amy was was like, "Wait, what are you guys? What are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're hoping to talk to you guys and get you on board." She was like, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> we we're all very grateful for our union. Mm-hmm. This is not the time or place." And she went to the boss and was like, "Get them the <laughs> fuck out of here!" Like, she was really good at understanding where uh, to wield her power. Right. And it was always on behalf of the family. There was one director, it was an English director, I remember, and he was doing a lot of takes. He was doing a lot of takes. And I I correlated to this because the English, they do very short seasons. So I was like, oh, that's why, because they they shoot too much. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Um, And I just remember... We were like in take 12, but we didn't do 12 takes Mm-mm. of a yeah. scene ever. We were in take 12 and I remember Amy goes, I feel like we got it. <laughs> and that was it. Like, I feel like like, like yeah. not, you're crazy, this is insane, or how many more? It was just, I feel like we got it. We're and good. moved on to, just like, on to the next. To and that was my favorite thing. Also avoiding crazies when there were a lot of extras and there were crazies and they, all, you know, all loved her and like coming up to her and being like, that was such a great take or whatever. You know how sometimes extras, <laughs> now I'm being disparaging, but sometimes extras can, depending on how long they've done it before. That's where they, they can, got the term that people can be a little extra. <laughs> yeah, they could be a lot extra. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I loved when someone was legit too much and they'd come up to her and be like, that was so great, blah, blah, blah. or like fix something on her or tell her how to do something. She'd be like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then like, as she walked by or tell the first lady, yeah, that's good. We don't need that person on, on this shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can can't leave. be that close to me. And it would just be so casual, so casual. My, one of my favorite things was watching crazies in the background, <laughs> watching crazy background. And then like, I, I remember, I think it was during the, the, um, the big party before the wedding. Or they had the surprise wedding. It was the surprise wedding. Oh. A lot of extras. Yeah. And just watching people and just being like, Rashida, <laughs> on this next take, purple tie. <laughs> and then we didn't see it and you're like, and be like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> and you're like, okay, you think that's good? Yeah. Orange hat. Just <laughs> orange hat. So do a lot say, of that. <laughs> yeah. Every cast member brought something so great to the show and again on screen and off i mean i remember when rob Lowe joined the show and everybody was so excited because he always has a lot of really good gossip i love being I mean, around rob Lowe. So, so fun to be around stories he knows literally everything <laughs> yeah. between every between person. rob and rashida i don't think there's a person in hollywood that right that they, they haven't know. come into yeah 
and no personal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's so true. When we when the episode with the the lake house for Jerry's birthday, and uh, Tom is so enamored that I'm cousins with Genuine and Anne doesn't know who Genuine is. Like, Rashida is the only person who actually knew Genuine. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't believe I pretend I don't even know him. She's like, I used to hang out with him. Oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody. And Chris Pratt, you know, who was, he's just mm-hmm. the nicest. Mm-hmm. I mean, so funny. And the first time I really like, got <laughs> how incredible he was. We were coming out of that, we'd had dinner with some people at that restaurant, Lou, that we used to go to mm-hmm. in the strip mall. And we were coming out and he told oh. me the joke that's in German. He has a joke that he tells all in German. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know, he he speaks perfect German. Like he can really? kind of do any accent, yeah. but he was actually speaking German. And I thought, oh, there's a whole other thing going on with this guy. Like I've underestimated mm-hmm. who he is and the level of talent. Super smart. Yeah. And I don't think he ever like shows off that he's smart or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'll just hear him say stuff and you like, No, in fact comes through in, you know, like even if he's just on a talk show, I mean he handles everything so perfectly that you think, well, he must be yeah. something special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He not only does he not let the smart come through, but his shtick is, oh, I'm just a dopey. Right. You know, uh, Washington State mm-hmm. football player. Yeah. But he uh, often, I, I guess, of the cast family, he and I were, um, we had a very brotherly relationship. Mm-hmm. And we'd spend a lot of time in each other's trailers, like playing country songs mm-hmm. on the guitar kind of thing. And frequently in the morning, he would uh, call me over to his trailer to tell me uh, a show or film idea that he had on his drive-in mm-hmm. and and i every time i'd be like okay here we go and then he would lay out the most ingenious like sci-fi series uh-huh. that with really brilliant turns and mm-hmm. like tr- the sci-fi part of it would be like oh my god no right. one's done this and every time i would say chris call your agent right, right now and tell them this idea this is you're a fucking genius, right. man. And he's like, yeah, you know, I don't uh, know. Uh, he, he he somehow has managed to escape um, needing to lean on that or, or mm-hmm. leaning on his ambition. Where he's like, ah, it's going pretty good, just like without <laughs> having to do that extra homework. I mean, like, I mean, him manifesting being in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Did he love Jurassic Park? Well, he was, he, we used to have to do, They for a while they wanted us to do like behind the scenes stuff. And they gave us those little weird camera things and recording. And he did a whole bit about getting a call from Spielberg to do Jurassic Park. Like he was like, oh, you guys, this is really weird. I know that was Spielberg calling. He wants me to be in Jurassic Park. I keep stalking me in the sky. You know, like just like a weird thing, but in his trailer, doing BTS for parks and then would like interview. We all, I'd done it, I think maybe Jim had done it and Chris did it. But his his shtick was, I'm so huge that, you know, Spielberg wants me to do Jurassic Park. And then literally what? did Jurassic Park. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> totally like, you know, manifested that for himself. Well, it's just, you know, it's a testament to all you guys that, you know, A, the show's amazing, 
and uh, there's such a fan base that has stayed with you and that you all, you know, you do have this text chain that you've had for all these years and it's still going on and it's, you know, it's nice. Alive and well. Mm -hmm. I think it's really nice and it's unusual. Uh, yeah, it's just, I have to say every, really every single person, um, you know, uh, towed the line of like being a good family member and a good TV show citizen uh, with the exception of Ben Schwartz, who played John Ralphio, <laughs> who is a, is a nice guy, clearly has something going on, but he just has terrible hygiene, just <laughs> terrible personal hygiene. And so uh, you, we would do a thing. We came to learn when he was going to be on set, everyone would get these cotton balls with lavender oil and put them, tuck them into their nose. <laughs> Because he smelled really bad. Um, nice. I was having a moment like, "What are you talking?" Super about? nice guy. Totally nice guy. Um, All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's bring this portion of the internationally acclaimed podcast in bed with Nick and Megan to a reluctant close. It's remarkable the popularity of our podcast. I, it's crazy. <laughs> it just gets more and more with every unaired episode we've recorded so far. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we love having you here, Retta, Marietta Surley, mm -hmm. beautiful girl, and beautiful boy, Nick Offerman, and me. And beautiful featured, supporting featured Featured player. host, <laughs> Megan Mullen. All right, good night. Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts.